Thank you for tuning in to the Life of KG podcast. We are all about helping you guys in the beauty industry. Whether you're starting out in this industry or been in the business for years, we want to motivate you, educate you, and support you to grow. Enjoy the show. everyone welcome back to a life of kg i hope you're all okay hopefully this coming week thursday i think it is hopefully we'll have a good announcement where we get a date where we can finally open again it's been a long time coming a lot of letdown in the industry and we just need some good news so hopefully this coming week will be the week Tonight I'm interviewing Genevieve. So Genevieve is the MD and organiser of multi-award winning lash event company, The Lash Social UK. If you haven't been to one of The Lash Social's events, then check it out. It definitely is a must. Genevieve also specialises in worldwide competitions and that is what we're going to be talking about today. So if you haven't entered a competition before, if you're thinking about entering one, if you're a little bit worried about doing that and don't think it's for you, then make sure you listen in because you might get some really good tips and actually just have the confidence to enter the next one that's coming. So without further ado, here she is. So Genevieve, thank you so much for coming on tonight, on a Sunday. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It's cool to have you on board. So can you introduce yourself to those who don't know you and explain what you do? Okay, so my name's Genevieve Hicken. Some may know me as Harding on Facebook. I just use that as a business name. It's my maiden name, but Hicken is my married name. Um, I've been in the beauty industry since 2008 and the eyelash industry since 2010, um, mainly working as a beautician um, and eyelash technician. But I ventured in to start my own business, The Lash Social UK, which was... Oh, I don't know how long ago that was now. I think they're coming up to about three years now, um, which is where we put on events for the eyelash industry and competitions. And that's mainly, I think, what I'm more known for now, the lash social. Yeah. And what would you prefer doing? Your, obviously, business that you've had for ages or the lash social. I know, obviously, they're very different, but your time always seems to be with the lash social now. Um, I think 100% during lockdown has <laughs> been with the Lash Social. I've not had much else to do uh, like everyone else, I suppose. Um, but I like both sides of it. I am quite business-minded and I like bringing people together. And the buzz for the events is amazing. Um, but there's a lot of behind-the-scenes work. I mean, as you know, with putting on events, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Yeah. I think um, I like both sides, which is why I still do both. I mean, there are times when I think, do I still want to do the beauty side? of it but no I still very much like seeing my clients I don't take on that many new clients nowadays um but yeah I, I don't have a preference I like both and obviously because you've been doing lash social for a while now and you're holding all of these competitions we see you as now as expert when it comes to competitions which is why obviously I wanted to get you on today and really get into the nitty gritty of, of entering competitions. How important is it for a business or lash techs, nail techs, hairdressers, whatever industry they're in to enter competitions nowadays? Um, I don't want to say that it's, it's something you have to do, um, but I definitely think it's something you need to at least try. 
Um, I think that it's really beneficial for your business if you can place in competitions because then of course you're then known as an award-winning artist. Mm -hmm. um, if you were to enter an international competition then you can become an international award-winning artist. I do think to clients that does look really good um, if you put it on your website, on your social media. Um, but by saying that, I don't want people to think that it, you have to be an award-winning artist um, to further in your career. Um, I mean, I myself, I've entered quite a lot of competitions. So although I have won a couple or placed, um, I'm not someone that places every time that I enter. Um, and, but I don't think that makes me any lesser of a lash technician. Does that make sense? So I think it is important to enter, to try it, to get feedback, to learn from the experience but you need to remember that you're not solely entering competitions just to place. So I think as long as you have that in your head and you're in that frame of mind, then everyone should enter. Yeah, definitely. And that's what I always think as well, because people are like, oh no, I'm not going to enter because I'm no way going to win. Or they put this pressure on themselves when it comes to actually placing. But when, mm -hmm. like even when we enter competitions as a team, like I now get my team to enter or sometimes like, I've done Lash Social this year, like, it's not about placing for us. Obviously, if we place, it's amazing, and that would be the end goal, but it's about the improvement they can give on your sets, getting the feedback from the judges, which is just helps so much, doesn't it? Like, when you, when you get feedback forms, especially from you, from your competitions, they're so in-depth, and the judges give so much detail away of how you can improve your sets. I just think it's just, it's like going on a course. It is. I think, especially with online competitions, obviously the entry fees are a lot less than that of a live competition. Um, and I do think the feedback, I do think it is amazing. Um, but what you've got to remember is no matter what competition that you enter, you're always going to give yourself that chance to produce your best work for where you're at in your career now. Mm -hmm. So maybe not so much in live because there's a lot more nerves that are involved in live competitions. So I for sure do not produce my best work in live competitions. <laughs> I've now come to terms with that and fully accept that. I'm much better judging them than being doing their lashes. And my hands just turn to mush when I do a live competition just through the adrenaline. Um, but with online competitions, there's no excuse for you not to produce your best work that you're physically capable of because you're in your own environment. You can do it in your own time. You can give yourself as much time. And if you don't like the set, you don't have to enter it. So no. I, I just think, I just think it's, it's definitely something that you get so much feedback from as well. Um, so the feedback is on your current best work, especially for an online competition. Um, I do think it's important if you are thinking of entering to choose competitions that do give the quality feedback. Some competitions just announce winners and then don't give feedback or you just get sent a certificate or a PDF of a certificate. Um, sometimes you just get a score sheet that just has where you scored. What you want to look for with a competition is something that gives you an actual note form where the judges can write a comment. I mean, we don't make it compulsory actually that judges have to write feedback because the sheer amount of entries that we get it's a, a big ask, especially because judges aren't always paid for competitions to mark them. So it's, it can take, especially for a competition of our size, a good three hours or more to do your judging. Um, so to then ask every judge to physically write out 
feedback for each entry it's a, it is a big ask but we make it as we just say it would be preferred if you could write feedback and we have a nice box for them to write in so it's then easier for them to write their comments for after each category after each entrant yeah um i've noticed through judging some competitions they say if you would like to leave feedback like write it on another piece of paper and things like that and i think it, sometimes it's less you're less inclined to do that because you have to open another folder do you know what i mean mm -hmm. so i think it's nice um if you're able to get feedback as a participant um you're really going to learn from it so choosing those competitions it's going to benefit you more yeah definitely well as a obviously you you judge i judge and what but what do you think a lot of people are looking for when they are judging a competition what tips do you think you give those are listening in um sorry what was the question my phone i just turned my phone on silent because it was vibrating <laughs> sorry <laughs> what, did you say, sorry? what do you think judges are looking for when they are judging a competition what tips do you think you can give people okay i've been asked this question, this question quite a lot and i think um it completely depends on the judge it's really difficult to say generically what judges are looking for because what i might be looking for as a judge could differ completely to what you're looking for as a judge yeah. so i think the best answer to that question is if you're entering a competition research who's judging you and look at their style of work um really look at what style they like and i think that will help you with scoring um or placing further um just because if you've got judges judging you that produce really short sets really like perfect line sets and you're producing this really textured set of lashes then obviously they're not going to like your set as much do you see what i mean unless obviously you're doing like a kim k um i think in order to i think me personally i like i do like the neat sets i don't like those sets you see where they've almost gone so short because they're trying to get more points i do like to see a bit of length Mm -hmm. And I like to judge almost from a client's perspective. So I look at the set and think, if I was that client paying for a set of lashes, would I be happy with them? And that's almost how I think when I'm judging. If they've produced a set that's so short, I almost think it's just done to produce more, to try and gain more points in the competition. I do like to see like a bit more length. But um, with online competitions, um, I get quite annoyed if I don't see full coverage. I think yeah. because there's almost no excuse for it because you just need to take more time and you've got that time with online competitions, haven't you? Um, and um, cover the inners and cover the outers first. If I see the amount of times that I judge and I see like the inners are missed, at the end when you're taking those photos you can see that those inners are missed lay them back down put the pads on and just get those inners covered mm -hmm. um i always say in a competition cover your inners and your outers first and then that's already four points almost in those areas um mm -hmm. you need to really look at the criterias and really look at what you're being judged on um but i do think it's down to each individual judge as to what they're looking for it's really hard to say generically what judges are looking for if that makes sense yeah and every competition is very different and has different criteria don't they but that is a really good tip about searching about what what style of lashes the judges produce i didn't mm -hmm. even, didn't even think about that but it's true because when i'm judging i do look at 
their, their, to give them points of what work looks similar to mine. Yeah, well, because it, it completely depends on their, their own technique. If they're yeah. lash artists that are, are known for competing, then they're going to probably be creating, like, the super um, perfect line sets, really nice and short lengths. Um, whereas if there's someone that maybe is just a normal working lash technician, they're probably going to be a bit more out of the box and a bit more what your client wants so you need to research the type of competition that you're entering and the caliber of ju judges that you've got and i would 100 percent always say if you don't know the judges um then look at who they are and have a look at their feeds and have a look at what they're known for because just by doing that you can see oh this is the style that she likes or they like um if you produce a set like that you know you're going to appeal to that judge yeah definitely and making sure that your model is aware that they're going to be there for hours and that they might have to keep going up and down like you said you're in the if you're in the part where you're taking your pictures you have to take so long on the images to get the correct images and if you see there's some lashes missing like you said laying back down so you have to have a real patient model so you don't feel like you're rushing because that's the worst yeah what you've got to remember is um that yeah the everywhere everyone entering everyone entering um the competition um is going to be producing their best work they're not going to allow for those errors and if you apply a fan or a lash in the wrong direction take it off and do it again um yeah. because it is a competition it's not like it's a set of an everyday set that you're doing you're, you're going to be marked on it so if you can see the error then so can the judges yeah yeah definitely Obviously, there's loads of different competitions out there that aren't just lash competitions either. Would you say that, obviously, I say that enter as many as possible and don't just enter lash competitions and enter salon awards, businesswomen of the, of, of the year, all of them type of competitions as well. Would you say limit yourself to a number, number of competitions a year or would you say just go all out and enter as many as you can? Um, I think it depends on you in terms of how much time you've got. Yeah. If you're someone that just works in salon doing lashes and when you close those doors, you've not got any other work responsibilities and you've got time, yeah. then enter away. The more you enter, the more experience you're going to get. Um, I think slightly differently when it comes to the business awards. Mainly because I'm not sure how accurate they are, the ones that are out at the moment, some of them. I think that, I, I don't know. That's why the Lash Social, we've brought out like a more of an industry-related awards. And I think like with yourself as well, like you've brought out, um, you've got the business awards, haven't you, for World Lash University. Yeah. I think for these ones that are run by Lash artists, for Lash artists, enter away. But you know when you get the generic business awards um, and the massive scale beauty awards i don't really i've done a bit of research on the judges and more of the judges are business minded and not necessarily in our industry does that make sense yeah so i almost think it's still it's still me i still think rather than just entering away really research because some of these competitions even the business ones they cost a lot they may not cost to enter but if you want to physically go to some of those awards the awards are um, they're a fortune i've stopped entering them mainly because of the cost, I just think it's a bit, I think the last awards that I went to, I must have paid, I think over 150 pounds and it ended at 11 p.m. They literally just did dinner and, and the awards and that was it. There wasn't anything, like no evening. Mm -hmm. And asked everyone, 
you're then spending on your outfits, like your hair, your makeup. Yeah. Um, and I just, I was just like, it's lovely if you get to pick up an award. And we were lucky enough to pick up an award at a couple of the events. Um, but I think it's just important to research. But I think if you've got time on your hands, then 100% enter away because what have you got to lose? Mm. Um, but I would always say, look at what competition you're entering, look at their reputation, look at who's going to be judging you. Because um, some competitions in the industry have judges that are award-winning judges, brand owners, and really respected lash artists. And then there's other competitions that maybe have your normal lash technician that's judging and things like that. And I think that you want to be judged by someone that knows what they're talking about and has been through the process of entering competitions, winning competitions, or at least running a brand. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Talking about the expense of competitions, I entered the, um, it was Amazon Livewire, like franchise awards last year and okay i've not heard of that one we so obviously because it's like amazon it's obviously a really big one so i thought like, oh, i'll go for it most people won't get it but we did we won it but i didn't physically go to the actual ceremony and i'm gutted because we obviously won it and it would have been good oh. to go on stage but it was 500 pounds tickets mm. and you don't want to go on your own you're not oh, going to go on your own so you've got to then take a mate that's a thousand pounds <laughs> but just I was, I was really annoyed um i'm not going to mention the name of this this business it's not it's not in the lash industry but it's similar it's a similar event that's a business awards and we took home runner we took the runner-up awards we didn't place but we was like the the second um but I, this, this really hit home. Did you see um, Lash Face Jamie's, uh, well, everyone's been talking about it actually, about how in the House of Commons they were laughing almost about yeah. making a mockery. Well, I commented on um, Jamie's post and basically said the last time that I felt like this was when I was at one of these events and I was at a business awards um, and I had paid, I think it was £99 a head and I'd paid for myself and two friends to go because um, again I didn't want to go on my own it was for the yeah. lash social um, and when they called out our name as a business the person that was the presenter actually started laughing thinking it was about going on the lash oh my like, god saying like oh what's this business is it about going down the pub and having a drink and I was like I was I was fuming because I was thinking that's my hard work just because it's not like okay, I'm not an accountancy firm or I'm not, do you know what I mean? Like a high, a, a well-known company. Because there was like Austin's funeral places. There was like some really big named companies yeah. there. And I was so annoyed that they almost made a mockery of the name of the company. Even if it was in jest, I think it's not something you would jest about. And I'm thinking, I'm sat here having paid so much money and you're almost making a mockery of my business in front of hundreds of people. Oh no. <laughs> I was so annoyed. But I just think that you just need to really research the, comp the competitions and business events that you're going to. Do you really, really want that award? Is it specific to you? Or are you just doing it just for having a trophy? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, especially nowadays. I think back in the day, especially when we started out, competitions were very far and in between. So when you won, it was like absolutely amazing and like blown out the water because it was such a big event because everyone would go like, try and apply for this one award because this would only be like one a year or something for our industry whereas now there's so many then everyone's jumping on their starting award ceremonies and competitions that not it's, it's definitely not easy to win that's not what i'm saying at all but it's a lot obviously lots of people can place now because there's so many competitions yeah i think 
I think what the industry, I'm just going to say it as it is, I'm sorry. I think what the industry, the people that organise these competitions, they need to be stricter. So as the Lash Social, how we run things is if we get an underfill full category, um, so say for instance, okay, you're giving away three places, first, second and third. Mm -hmm. If I only get three entries for that category, I'm not going to run it because I want my participants to be judged fairly. And I don't just want to give them a place because there's only three entries. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. So regardless that they've paid us their money, if I get um, not enough entries for, our, for a category, I will pull that category and refund those entrants. And I'll say to them, look, you've, you, yes, you've shown us your work, um, but it's not going to go through to judges because we've had not enough can, uh, ca um, participants enter for this category. We're happy to refund you. And they can then still use that work for another competition. Mm -hmm. What I'm not going to do is almost be greedy as a company and think, oh, well, we're still going to run it because they paid us their money. Um, because to me, that doesn't make us a reputable competition. Mm -hmm. um, you've not really been judged because there's only been, you would have been judged, but you don't really know where you're at because there's not enough people to put you in against. Mm -hmm. um, so it, we always say a minimum amount of entries per category for it to go through to judging. And mm -hmm. I think we see quite often in some competitions that are maybe newer competitions or lesser heard about competitions where they maybe place just one position. And I don't understand that. I sort of think, is it only because one person's entered? Um, I mean, I've had to judge competitions before where there's only been like three or four entries. And I sort of think, how can it go through yeah. to judging? But yeah. I just think people that are running competitions, they need to be really strict to keep, like you say, to keep the caliber up. We need to make sure that people winning are worthy of winning and that they are being judged against competitor, other competitors and they're not just being awarded a place because there's only three entries. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Obviously people listening to this and watching this at the moment have teams. And I think it's really important for even if you're a salon owner and not maybe a lash artist yourself or a nail tech yourself or whatever it is that you do in your salon, that you then start getting your teams on board to do competitions. So at least you're an award-winning company rather than just an award-winning person. What, what do you think about that in entering your teams? Do you think that would bring in more business as well? A hundred percent. We've got, I see quite, obviously I see who enters our competition and I see who enters teams and quite often I'll see salon owners entering like three of their team members and they'll enter themselves and all their team members place and they don't. And I think, I think it's so good that either salon owners are taking that step to pay to put their staff into competitions, one, um, because it's giving them experience and like you say, they're going to learn from it. Um, and they're not making their staff pay for it themselves. Obviously having trophies on display in your salon is a great thing to have for clients to see. And like you said, you can have it as an award-winning team. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it pushes your staff and keeps them on their toes um, because obviously you don't want them to just get complacent and just plod. You want yeah. them to, to push themselves. And in order for them to do that, entering competitions is a great idea i also think the new um workshops that i'm seeing pre-competition workshops mm -hmm. i think these are great as long as they've been run they're being run by someone who 
has got the experience, the know-how and the knowledge and who has placed in many competitions. I am seeing some pre-competition workshops almost come out where I think I'm almost a bit worried about the content. I want people to be get, gaining really good knowledge. So I think that as long as you're choosing a really good mentor, um, then pre-competitions are really good because it gives you a lot of insider information if you haven't competed before. Yeah, because I always say competition work and your normal standard of lashing or nail work or whatever it is that your industry you're in is very, very different. And mm -hmm. I always try and get my team to enter competitions and I will always say, look, I'm paying for it. This is a competition coming up who's in and all of them just sit there like oh I don't want to and I'm like come on I'm giving you like five hours to do a set of whatever it is like because it, it's just the time to really show off your work and what you can do so I say to them it's not about winning I don't care if you place or not obviously if you do it's going to be fabulous to have the trophy up but let's get some really good portfolio photos and kind mm. of sell it to them that way otherwise they get nervous so just think put everything that I've ever taught you into action and just get really, really good portfolio photos after, obviously, when we put them up after the competition. And then, and then they love it. But they do get really competitive with each other. <laughs> just, just the one, one thing I would say as well is that we're almost sticking, we're talking a lot about online competitions. Um, but I think with live competitions, um, the last time I went, I think it was last year or the year before, I went to the Lash Games at Olympia. And um, I saw a team of girls walk in all in their pink tunics, literally like an army walking in. And um, it was just, it just looked amazing. And they were taking pictures of their whole team at the competition, like all competing together. They were having such a good time. And they took some trophies, some did, some didn't. And um, I just thought to myself, Do you know what, if I had a massive team behind me, I'd get us all down there, go and compete. And just even for your, like you say, if you don't win, Going to a live competition, one, the buzz is absolutely amazing, even though you'll be absolutely really nervous, but especially the first time you go, the buzz is amazing. Um, the networking opportunities, again, are invaluable. Like, it's just, it's so good to meet other lash, lash technicians and the artists and see how the competitions work, um, to see that side of the industry, because it's a completely different ball game entering an online competition to a live competition. Mm -hmm. um, but just the content for your social media showing your clientele that you're putting yourself out there you're physically going to a location to compete showing all the video footage of the event showing you at the event if you're award-winning like you say you can then go on the podium and get your prize and be like yeah. do you know what i mean like proud as punch and getting some amazing photos and videos for content so i do think live competitions as well if you can get your team down there all go and make a day of it definitely it's so fun so fun you're bringing out an ebook aren't you for competitions did you want to talk about that a little bit yeah so that we we launched a <laughs> i wasn't actually planning to do this um but i launched an ebook because i got I get so many messages from other companies, people organizing competitions. Um, so I bought an ebook out for how to organize a competition. And um, it's had some really good feedback. But when I launched that ebook, um, volume one, um, so many people messaged me wanting to buy it, but they got the wrong end of the stick and thought it was for entering competitions and not how to organize competitions so that made me think well obviously people want something that is a how-to for entering competitions so I started writing the second sort of volume volume two which is 
entering competitions, but more so about understanding them. Um, so we're going, we're, we're going to things like um, the criterias, understanding the different criterias, understanding the scoring system, the judging system, how the judges um, score your work in both live and online competitions. Um, there's so much content. I think we're at about 30 pages at the minute. I've also got guest article pieces from um, Cindy Nichols talking about fantasy because mm. I'm no way near a fantasy lash artist. So I thought <laughs> I don't want to write anything about in detail giving people advice on fantasy. Um, so Cindy has written her top, I asked her for top 10 and she's given me a top 12 <laughs> list for she's fantasy. <laughs> yeah, and then we've got Marina Litvinova. She's written um, an article for us on competing. Um, but it is, it's got so much knowledge. I think pretty much mainly everything you need to know about competing, from how to choose the correct model, what, um, how to get those extra sneaky points. Um, it's a really good ebook, and it will be released I'm hoping tomorrow, I'm just waiting for one finalised thing to come through um, and then it's ready to go. So it's a downloadable version. If anyone wants to order it, they can just send me a message on Instagram. It, I'm just in the process of trying to set up a shop for the Lash Social website because I've got a shop on my beauty page. So at the minute, you just have to send me a message and I'll email you the PDF download. Um, but it will be on a shop on the website soon. That's so cool. What made, what was it that made you want to kind of start to run competitions? I didn't at first. <laughs> so the first thing, um, the first thing I did was I went to a conference and I paid a lot of money to go to this conference and I felt quite underwhelmed. Um, so that's what made me go into creating the lash social um and then obviously the event was really successful so we created another one um and then alongside the event we just thought wouldn't it be good if we did an online event online competition where people can still come physically to the awards if they want to um so obviously normally with an online competition the ceremony is um on a, like a webinar or on Facebook or there's a live feed um, it's not very often that when you have an online competition you go to the event to receive the awards or to see the ceremony so we just thought it would be nice and what was really nice at our first event that we ran um, was that quite a lot of the winners were in the room which mm -hmm. is a worldwide competition but I think because it was our first event obviously the news didn't travel as far, it was more UK based and everyone, a lot of people that had entered had then come to the conference or a lot of people who had bought tickets to the conference decided to enter because they were going to be there. Um, but each year, more we've reached further and further afield, so we've had less winners in the room. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I just wanted to do an, a, an online competition that was worldwide, that was fair. I mean, I'm so strict with judging. I wanted it to be that people got feedback that was going to benefit them. Um, so many times I've entered a competition where I've just sort of either not received feedback or just been sort of, here's your form, or even worse so, it publicly, you know, when they publicly put the sheets up of scores, I think, oh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I just wanted to give an event to the industry and it's been really successful. Um, I think we're known to be quite strict. Um, 
we don't bend the rules. I think the only time we've had to sort of change our ruling is this current one that we've just done, the Easter one, but that was due to the coronavirus and lockdown. It just made it a bit tricky for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but we still managed to pull it off. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we just wanted to bring something to the table that would be respected and that people would want to enter worldwide. Yeah, that's um, no, so good, so good. And obviously, having been at your events and obviously entering the competitions as well, I can honestly say it is one of the most professional competitions I've ever entered. <laughs> we try. I mean, I, the, the, I mean, as you know, the admin behind it is insane. Yeah. Um, but I, I like to feel, feel what, what I find with a lot of competitions is that you see people asking, like, when are the results going to be? When are, the, when are we going to get feedback? When are we going to get this? When, 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 when? Like they've not been given any information. So, like, we, we openly say, okay, after we, this is, this is the deadline. This is when you'll hear about who's won. Um, we also say to people, like, look, after we've announced our winners, our priority is to send our winners their prizes and their gifts. Um, so we like to say for, to our winners, look, allow two to three weeks to receive your prizes because obviously we ship internationally. So if we're shipping to Australia, Singapore, Thailand, then they need to allow a longer time. Um, we then say to people, look for feedback, allow again up to three weeks. Um, but by the, normally by sort of three days after the event, everything's done. <laughs> I'm normally I normally set aside two or three days because I don't like having a list of things to do when people are waiting on me if it's a list like tidying up the house or something like that (laughs) I I can ignore it but if I know someone's waiting for something I can't not do it immediately I have to get it done yeah so I think yeah I just like to I like to make people aware as to when they're going to receive things when to expect and I think people like that which is why they re-enter I mean we've had people that have re-entered our competition every event that we've done um we've had winners from all over the world um every event it seems to get further and further afield um but I love it I love that we're sending prizes I think this one I had to send um prizes to Japan I had to send one to Australia um it's lovely that we're reaching that side of the world I just I feel oh it's doing what I wanted it to do (laughs) yeah it's absolutely crazy isn't it I love yeah it is it's amazing that people from all over the world are wanting to enter the competition so but Mm. I think it's amazing that lash artists are entering worldwide competitions because it is you are up against more people there are competitions that are just based for your country or like the li- the live competitions obviously you're up against less people but I mean the online competitions you can be up against hundreds of people um and I think if you do really enter a competition that is a large scale one to place in that is amazing yeah absolutely incredible and to say that you are a winner of a worldwide competition mm-hmm. it just it just yeah it's just incredible like so mm-hmm. just if you haven't entered anything yet because a lot of people are nervous aren't they and a lot of people are new on the scene as well I think oh no I'm just not ready or they haven't got time or anything like that but I just think just make the time and set that time aside to do that one competition because uh, if you do place it's worth every single second that it took to do that. Talking about um, beginners um, I definitely think if you're a beginner the sooner that you can enter the better because the good thing about being a beginner is that you'll be in the beginners category 
-hmm. um, you're only able to be in that catchment. I mean, every competition varies. So again, I can't specifically say generically across all the whole board of competitions in the world, um, but some competitions for a beginner, they'll say someone who's been lashing for less than a year. Some will say someone who's been lashing for less than two years. And then um, I think our one is less than three years since your first classic qualification. Now, the problem is, is if you're someone who's been in the industry for years, so like, for instance, myself, I came into lashes in 2010. Well, back then, no one knew what an eyelash competition was. It wasn't something mm -hmm. that was done or known about. I don't think they were even around back then. Um, so when the, fir the first competition that I heard of, I can't remember if it was either Lash Battle or Lash Festival. Mm -hmm. It was one of them two that I was the first competition that I sort of heard about. Um, but even though it was the first time I'd entered a competition, it was completely out of my league, out of my depth. I didn't have a clue what to expect, what to do, how to enter, what they would be expecting. Um, I still couldn't enter as a beginner because I'd been lashing for so long. Whereas if you're a beginner, the sooner you can enter competitions, the better, because you're in that category. You're only going to be judged against beginners. You want to gain the experience before you're categorized as an expert or master. You want to enter as a beginner, get the experience as a beginner, learn your mistakes and errors as a beginner. And then when you hit the next chapter and you're then under expert or master, or professional whatever the competition categorizes it as you've already got that experience behind you mm -hmm. um i think if you don't enter as a beginner and then go straight in as an expert it's so much more of a it's, you're gonna have a, a harder fight on your hands if that makes sense because there'll be people that have been entering since beginner level yeah Definitely. So and just, I'm always so surprised when I'm judging as well at the beginning levels. As oh, well. <laughs> it, but that, that just it shows, it's a credit, it is a credit to how far the industry has come um, in such a short amount of time. Like if you think, if, we, if, if in 2010, when we had the 0.25s, uh, 0.30s, yeah. 15s, um, if they'd have done competitions then, the sets that would have been produced, whereas now, because we know so much more about lash health what the lashes can take style styling the eyes um there's so many more different curls around i mean i think i only ever was trained with a j curl and yes, i think I that was pretty much all that there was um i mean when a d curl came out i thought it was i think when the decal came out it was super curly and i thought it was amazing whereas now it's not something that i really use either anymore i sort of went from using a j curl right away to like really <laughs> curly because <laughs> it was like i've got curl i can use curly lashes um but yeah i, I think it's, it's a true credit to the industry as to how it's come on um because of the quality of the beginners i always say in our competitions the standard of the beginner category is I would say on par or sometimes better than expert. Yeah, definitely. I've always thought the same as well. It's just, it's just, just incredible. My work wasn't like that two years on. <laughs> no, but it's because of the training that we had. It's, it's 100%. It's not down to you as a lash technician. No, that's to do with the industry and where it was. It was in such an early stage of life when we first started. So no one knew that a 0 0.30 was not healthy for the lashes. They thought it was amazing. I literally will never forget sitting there with a the client and she was like she told me about a c-curl and I was like what what's the c-curl yeah. 
curl. And then after I think there's like one brand in the whole UK that produces sea curl. This is years and years ago. And I like literally could not believe it. And I was like, no, I love my J curl. I'm not changing. <laughs> I was told to, I, I will never forget. I was told to um, isolate the lash. And the lady that was training me couldn't isolate it. I couldn't isolate a lash. So I was, I remember standing over her shoulder thinking, well, if she can't do it, how am I going to do it? Mm -hmm. um, and then we had to pick up a blob of adhesive. We had to get a big ball on the end of it, on the, on the end of the lash. And then we had to place it by rubbing it up and down the lash like Three this. Times, yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't stroking it. It was up and down. <laughs> <laughs> and then when we let go, because there was so much adhesive still on there where we'd picked up a blob, we had to get a cocktail stick and rub it up and down the lashes and just spread <laughs> oh it out. My God. That, was, that was how I was trained to do lashes back in 2010. And that took you 10 hours to produce. <laughs> I don't even know what sets that I produced, to be honest. <laughs> Let's just say I went on more training since then. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's mostly why we're so obsessed with training now. <laughs> we keep wanting to go on courses because it was so shocking back then. I, it almost angers me, though, at how much that I've spent personally on training. When I think, well, nowadays, people just have to do one training course and the standard is pretty much to where I'm at already now. <laughs> Yeah. And I've spent thousands, where they don't have to almost do that now because the quality of training is so much better. Yeah, definitely. When is the next competition then for Lash Social so people can enter? Have you got the some? Lash Social competition's running now? Um, our early bird offer has just ended, though. I'm afraid, so it is full price. I think. I think we're at 55 or 50 pounds. I can't remember how much the tickets are, but it's on the website, thelashsocialuk.com. Um, the competition is running. We've got more categories this time. Um, we've got volume. We've changed our volume to 4D plus, whereas normally we do 3 to 4D. So we've gone for a heavier volume. Um, we've got classic. We've got pre-maids for the first time. Pre-maids have literally gone nuts. I mm -hmm. always said that I wasn't going to do a pre-made category. Um, but I put a vote up on the Instagram page saying, would people like M&L curl? So I was going to do either an M&L curl category or pre-maids. And it was literally nearly 100% pre-maids. Um, so many people wanted pre-made categories. Um, I think we're also bringing back our mature category. It was such a shame um, that we had lockdown because our Easter competition we had obviously because that's then we had 50 plus as our mature category but obviously the vulnerable was it 60 or 65 mm. so a lot of the more mature clients that people would have used then couldn't model because of lockdown but we still did get I think we got about eight or nine entries so it was a really small category for I mean our categories normally have sort of 30 40 plus per category yeah. um but we still ran it because the lashes were amazing um and the before and after so we're bringing back the mature category it was just refreshing someone actually messaged me and said um do you my doorbell's just rang <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no someone messaged me and said um do you do a mature uh would you think about doing a mature category and i said well actually now that you've said it why not i think it's something we always use younger models um mm. so why not bring more of the older generation in there's no reason to exclude them yeah definitely that's such a good idea so where can people find you then on social media um the lash social uk 
is on Facebook and on Instagram um, and also on our website. Fabulous, fabulous. Well, Genevieve, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm sure those that want to enter competitions have had loads of information from you and then they can contact you tomorrow for the ebook, can't they? Yeah, as long as you see it launched on our um, Instagram, um, then it'll be ready, up for sale. So just keep an eye on our Instagram stories and as soon as it's for sale, it'll be up on there. Fabulous. Thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. We would love to hear what you thought about this episode. I love the show, guys. You're awesome. Please leave a review and share on social media tagging at KG Salon so we can share. I always follow them. I always follow them. Until next time, have an amazing, successful week.